the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show. You can listen to the Rescuers Radio Show every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. And please go to our website, rescuersradioshow.org, where you can hear all the shows. I think we're up to 110 or 111 now. And uh, then they be, once, once it airs uh, um, at Faith Talk, it becomes a podcast. So they're, they're all lined up, ready for you to listen to uh, at rescuersradioshow.org. And we are a listener-supported uh, show, so if you have uh, anything uh, you want to find out about uh, being able to donate, you'll find that, find that at the website as well. I have a great guest today. I've known for quite a while in uh, wearing different hats. And uh, Jay Corey, nice to have you here this morning. It's good to be here, Art. Good to see you again. Hey, uh, as I do with every program, um, oh, let me let me share first of all, Jay has over I got to take a deep breath to cover all this. Jay has, Jay has over 30 years of CEO and executive leadership experience in building successful center or Christ-centered rescue and recovery ministries. That's a mouthful. Yeah. But we're going to unravel that here in just a bit. But first of all, mm-hmm. uh before we dig into those things uh so that our audience gets to know you better, uh let's walk through your backstory. How did you get to this point in your life? I uh, am a Georgia boy. Uh, you probably can tell by my accent. Um, and uh, so I uh, was I was a football player, uh, coached college football for a couple of years. And, and I actually was in the party scene and uh, got – this is a long time ago. And uh, uh, was in the social drug world a little bit, you know, as recreational and uh, – I uh, met cocaine, and it uh, almost took me out. So um, I'm 33, 34 years clean from a cocaine addiction. Good for you. So that's how it got started. I mean, God said, okay, you're doing this, uh, and now I'm going to have you do this. So I haven't looked back. So ever since then, I got clean. Uh, I, God took me up through Christ Center Recovery, Christian Discipleship, and so I've been in that ever since. Uh, 33 years. 33 years. Wow. Drug Abuse Foundation, different churches, different ministries, support group type stuff, 
Atlanta mission, Phoenix rescue mission. <laughs> yeah, this is what I do. <laughs> well, the best part is getting clean and sober, right? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I, I would be dead. That's if, step uh, one. That's for sure. Yep, step one. Yeah. So, um, my goodness. Uh, so, in, in the associations that you've led, mm-hmm. uh, there are a couple that resonate uh, the most as I look through the list. It's not the entire list, but I have it here. Uh, Atlanta Mission, uh, Phoenix Rescue Mission, Mm -hmm. and your latest endeavor alongside ministries. Before we get to the new one, Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a bit about the others, the others uh, that you were, you were, uh, were you CEO in those situations? Uh, I I entered into the Atlanta Mission uh, as a program director uh, after coming from the Drug Abuse Foundation and uh, setting up programs. About that time, rescue missions were moving from just the shelter model mm-hmm. to a solution-based model. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of rescue missions across the nation were uh, really getting more into residential discipleship, addiction recovery, uh, case management, and, and really helping people walk out of the mess. Yeah. Uh, that uh, of their lives and, uh, you know, towards abundant living. And uh, so that was my expertise. Uh, so I started, uh, so my whole career has been primarily focused on the program side, the, the actual service delivery side. Uh, yeah, so I was a program director. Uh, then I became the director. Then I, I mean, by the way, I, I'm, I'm qualified to drive the van and mop the floor, <laughs> clean the bathrooms. Uh, but um, yeah, so I just kept getting promoted, and uh, uh, we had thrift store operation in Atlanta. So I was over. I built a six uh, thrift store operation. I'm, you know, because I got an MBA and some business background, I, I just uh, that just works really well. Uh, meshing the recovery programs with uh, social enterprise, you know, vocational development. And um, so, uh, yeah, all the way up to executive vice president, uh, CEO, uh, was recruited to Phoenix uh, and uh, came here in 2011 as the CEO of the Phoenix Rescue Mission through the end of, about the end of 19. Recruited. Uh, Well, my wife and I both believed that it was time for us to move on, you know, I mean, uh, a wise man told me a long time ago. He says, it's "Better to leave too early than stay too long." Right? So, I know uh, that. Yeah. So, so we, um, we had a lot of opportunities. We visited a lot of different missions: Seattle, Charlotte, uh, just and uh, it was, the timing was right, and we just landed in Phoenix. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. And that was with the uh, Phoenix. Um, uh, f- um, Phoenix Rescue Mission, right? Phoenix Rescue yeah. Mission. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I was on the board, I think, when yeah. you, you I, I don't know how long you had been there when I was on the board, but... Uh, you were, to, I would say, three quarters of my way. Yeah. yeah that's, when you, that's, <laughs> that's when you appear. Yeah. And and that's a that's a large operation. Yeah. Well, it was, I think when we first started, it was like a $6 million operating budget back in 2011. And when I stepped out, it was $18 million, I believe. Wow. So uh, your latest endeavor is called Alongside Ministries. Mm -hmm. And uh, so let's begin with with those three. And um, and by the way, for our for our audience, uh, uh, some of the others are, you know, um, I thought I had a list. Oh, here it is right here. Uh, 
You you were you served two Arizona governors appointed to serve on the state commissions and task forces. Right. I was on the governor's office of youth, faith, and family, their prevention task force, uh, recidivism task force. Different. Just uh, actually goes back to Jan Brewer, Governor Brewer, appointed me to the Arizona Serbs Commission. So it was just a focused group, focused uh, societal problem solving. So how did you meet alongside ministries? You know, uh, it was, uh, I think I was, uh, well, I hadn't been here too long, and you network with all the other uh, Christ-centered ministries, yeah. and uh, I met Collis. Collis Huntington was the, is the founder of Alongside Ministries. Uh, he started it in 1999. He's an, uh, an, he was with P- Prison Fellowship, and he just had a burden to create a transitional uh, program for people to get out, you know, yeah. both men and women. And uh, so uh, I was the CEO of Phoenix Rescue Mission. I felt like we should come alongside, alongside, you know, and, uh, you know, partner, because we were really doing this. The, the population is really the same. It's yeah. just where do you get them in, their, in, in, <laughs> in, in the stream of their life? But um, so I was very impressed with the model. Uh, I think this is the way to do it. Is was uh, it birthed here in Phoenix? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it birthed here in Phoenix, and and, and Collis is retired, uh, and he's moved to Oregon. And I've actually talked to him several times. Uh, I got a text right here from him right now. Uh, but the model is um, you you go into because because so many times it's you know okay, it's my release date is Friday. I have no plan. I have nowhere to go. Right, so. We, we go in and we uh, provide services inside, uh, and our goal is for every every prison in the state of Arizona. And we have uh, we provide services like, you know, chapel services, Bible studies, and those kind of things, but we assign a mentor. So we interview people that may desire to make a, a, a successful walkout. You know, some people don't really want to. <laughs> Because uh, it requires commitment, discipline, and we begin mentoring them up to a year or even longer before their release date. And when they're released, we actually pick them up, bring them to our—we uh, have a transitional program for men and a transitional program for women. Nice. And, walk, and that mentor walks with them uh, and disciples them uh, for, uh, you know, as long—I mean, sometimes for years, but it's officially a year, you know, upon their— uh, their release date. Yeah. So it, it just brings that Christian discipleship and that relationship. I've got a lifeline relationship with a, a living person who cares about me, and that relationship is wonderful, and those relationships usually continue for years and years mm-hmm. and years. So, um, gosh, you run into so many things, and it's different person to person when they come out of the prison environment. Right. Um, I remember seeing a graduate from uh, Phoenix Rescue Mission who's walking across the stage and he'd been in 25 years and saying, oh my gosh, I can't handle all the technology. Mm-hmm. All of the thing, all the changes in life, not just technology, but everything was different. Right. You have to learn how to cope with those things. Yeah, I think, you know, when you're across the spectrum, that's why, so if you've got people uh, that have been in prison for many years, yeah. Uh, the transition out, I mean, you know, we can't apply our 
free logical thinking to where they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got to meet people where they are, and oftentimes it takes a long time and a little bit at a time. Yeah. Uh, when you are coming out of uh, spending a long time in prison, that transitional piece is is can can take a long time. Yeah. Very much different somebody leaving the county jail or something like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So um, if you're just now joining uh, the Rescuers Radio Show, my guest is Jay Corey. Jay has over 30 years of uh, of work in the community on lots of different uh, ways, and now he's with he's the CEO of Longside Alongside Ministries, and uh, that's what we're talking about right now. Uh, let's go a little deeper into the, the seriousness of them coming out is the problem of them wanting to go back in. That's recidivism. Mm -hmm. Uh, how is that addressed in, in this ministry? Mm -hmm. Well, we, we provide, uh, a nine, a nine month is minimum program when they come out. But remember the core it, well, the core is the relationship with Christ. Yeah. So it's Christian discipleship. Right. So the goal is to get them, uh, from the community uh, inside to plugged into the community outside, the yeah. Christian community, the body of Christ, yep. the local church. So that mentor is is the lifeline. It's the backbone relationship. So that goes with it. Uh, so, I mean, that's who you call. That's whatever. And then now, and so based on that, we, we provide housing. Uh uh, we we provide life skill training, so everything that a person needs, vocational development. Uh, we help them get jobs. Uh, we have a lot of uh, agencies, uh, uni uh, Grand Canyon University, different organizations that actually have volunteers that come in and provide different services. Wow. So it's a comprehensive program. So it's really, say, the spiritual component, which yeah. is – uh, really delivered primarily uh, in, with the local church volunteers, uh, though we could do that ourselves, but they're not going to stay with us forever. They, yeah. they're, so we want to transition them to a local church body and, and then providing the expertise of job attainment and, and budgeting and, and that sort of stuff that uh, you need to be able to survive. And you, you probably need to be aware of their what recovery they need yeah. uh all of that is yeah. so we we participate we have uh, several different celebrate recovery groups that we are partnering with uh and some other support groups not just celebrate recovery yeah. uh we have some really good church partners that just uh, provide discipleship groups uh, and uh, so, I mean, it's a, it's a comprehensive package that, that, that they have uh, an opportunity. So on the question of, of recidivism, what, what in, your, in your experience and, and uh, years of, of service in, in this, these kinds of things, what's, what's the one or two thing that drives them to want to go back? Is it just that they haven't learned enough on the outside? Are they afraid? Are they... What 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 is that? Is there one thing, or maybe there isn't one thing? It's multiple things. Well, I think you know. I mean, I'm a minister of the gospel. That's to me yeah. is what comes first. Right. You got to have that personal relationship yes. with God through Jesus Christ. So if I am not there, I'm trying to thrive in a three dimensional existence <laughs> with two dimensional power. Yeah, it it doesn't work well. So yeah. that to me would be the biggest thing. But um, 
You know, it's have. I mean, they have to feel some liberty. I think they would have to feel. I I think too much freedom freedom too quickly. But basically, you have a choice, right? You have a will. So, am I going to soberly take inventory of where my life really is, Mm -hmm. and that I need people, and I need a process, and I need accountability and support, and frankly. If you just think about it, if you just were by yourself, forget prison. <laughs> if you're by yourself yeah. trying to, I mean, you know, how long are you going to last? Not I good. mean, you've got to yeah. be a part of a support system. Yeah. We call that usually the family. Yeah. Uh, but that's really one of the major problems is a, a substantial percentage. I, mean, I actually used to know numbers, but. Uh, fatherless society, breakdown of the family, you know. You had a number here on your on your information. Mm-hmm. Uh, only 33% of all released inmates in Arizona stay out of prison. Yeah, now, uh, and I checked on that right before I came. Uh, we, we supposedly, uh, again, you got to remember I'm brand new in this. I'm yeah. just getting started. <laughs> uh, and um, that, uh yeah, we checked this number, but 33% of those who are released actually end up back in. Uh, with, and I understand those are vague numbers. I mean, they're yeah. not, yeah. With our ministry, you know, oh, I, actually it's 94. I've got on the piece of paper 92%, but 94% of the people that complete our program I see that, yeah. uh, do not go back in. That's excellent. And I've met a lot of them. And the these are men and women. Men and women, yeah. yes. Yeah. And some of them are married. To each other, actually, we have we have some very good alumni success stories. So, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> it is good. That's uh, that's a good thing. And so, uh, so what's it? You're hunting for the mentors. You have a you have a system to apply and go through a series of yeah. So our, our main. Our main uh, somebody's out there right now, and they want to do this. Our, our main uh, system is to come on your radio show and say, <laughs> "We need you." It's called rescuers. Uh, it's called rescuers. <laughs> I, I think that you know, COVID uh, hurt. Uh, oh my gosh! Sh- you know, shut down the mm-hmm. ability to go into a lot of facilities yeah. because of, of the facility shutting yeah. down yeah. to outside people. Yeah. But all that's opening back up. And, and look at the spikes. Domestic violence, suicide, exactly, drug drug issues, addictions. So it is time. I mean, uh, I and and I do. I beseech you, therefore, brother, <laughs> uh, is we need we yeah. we, 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 we over time. You know, when you're not allowed and you're not allowed, and you find something else to do. Now is time for you to forget that other thing that you're doing and and come back. And uh, we need to beef back up our volunteer force. A meeting with uh, uh, a, a chaplain at uh, two o'clock today that actually handles that the, the uh, oh. approval part process. Uh, I mean, it's good. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of volunteers that are being assigned. It's just I know the pipeline, and we need to gradually uh, increase our volunteers that are going in and mentoring and going in and providing Bible studies. But we also need volunteers on the outside. Uh, so there's mentoring on the inside and mentoring on the outside. There's Bible studies on the inside. There's yeah. Bible studies on the outside. <laughs> so by Bible studies on the inside, mm-hmm. are they, when they come out, has that had a real positive impact as, as much as something outside can give them? Oh, my goodness. I, I think that there, you, become a Christ, you, you become a Christian community inside of, uh, I mean, 
obviously you don't all live together yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, in, in the sense you might not be on the same floor or the same <laughs> yard. But, right. uh, you know, it's the, the, uh, the body of Christ can be found anywhere. Yeah. And so those who are serious about their relationship with God, uh, you know, there, there's a – and you would be actually amazed that there are people, and if you think about it, uh, that have been Christian for a long time inside studying the Word – uh, you know, for years and years and mm-hmm. years because they have little else to do. And, man. I was 49 yeah. when I came to Christ. Wow. And it's a— so That's like two years ago, right? Well, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Mr. Toad's wild ride before that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> so I, I grew up in a family where my mom was uh, actually addicted to uh, pre- prescription drugs yeah. her whole life. Yeah. And when we did the documentaries here in town, I don't know if you're aware, remember those. Yeah, I do. But um, I had to, uh, I went back trying to go back as far as I could to find out what she had. Well, in the 50s and early 60s, but mostly in the 50s, everything was called a sleeping pill. Yeah, yep. And it was some kind of uh, really rough, addicting form forming uh, drug and then in the 60s and 70s of course with uh, marijuana and then um, uh, Devon or uh, what was the name of that drug Devon and um, and a lot of other things came along Darvon Darvon that's what I'm trying to say and um, so yeah I've been exposed to that and that would be a whole. I mean, we could have weeks of. <laughs> I mean, but, but just it, let me say, I had a hard time uh, behaving myself. How about if, that? If you see from the perch of having <laughs> watched, you, you're right in the middle of running recovery programs and watched the changing population over a thirty-year time frame. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of interesting conclusions that you can draw. Wow. Hey, I we've got another five minutes to go, so I I don't want to end this, but um, but I, I since you're new to the the company, any surprises to you? Is this is it running the way that you were told it would, or you're, you're you've got so much going on right now to find mentors, and you're stretched in a lot of yeah, different I th- areas. I, I, the surprise, I think, is I mean, I would say not really. I mean, it's not, not your first rodeo. Right. Yeah, I've, I've been there, done that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that again. I want to say one more time. It's it's, uh, uh, and and again, where I think we are in history. I think we're at the two minute warning in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it's time. It's time to <laughs> step up. It's time to step up. Yeah. Uh, and so the facilities are opening back up. That means we can provide more services, which means we need more people. And I think that there are people out there. Everybody in the body of Christ should be doing something, right? Yeah. So you get on your knees, you pray, you ask God, what do you want me to do? But uh, just like I would say at the, at the mission, uh, you know, feed the homeless, go street outreach. With us, it's, you know, providing, uh, you know, services and just relationship with people that, that uh, need your love and help and support. So, uh, you know, we, again, need need uh, more volunteers coming in. That's good. And uh, we'll talk about how they can contact you in just a moment before we end the program. But I want to get your wife in here. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy. Yep. Is a teacher and an, an author. Yep. 
of a book that's called It's Time You Believe. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's her story for the most part. Um, and she, you know, she's also in recovery. So uh, she, you know, she was in Florida. I was in Georgia a few years apart. But, uh, you know, we, we experienced that world for a little while until we came to know Christ. And then it's kind of it's. Really, How do you mix gators and bulldogs? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> you don't because <laughs> bulldogs clearly need to dominate. But uh, <laughs> clearly, uh, you know, um, I'm just saying, yeah, national, yeah, yeah. national champs. I, yeah. In case anybody didn't know. Because once every 30, 40 years, you need to be able to say that. That's like, right. Like Alabama, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, she would love to. And as a matter of fact, she just handed me this morning her application process to become a volunteer to go into prison uh, and be wow. a mentor. So uh, uh, we're processing her now. Amazing. Yeah. So she'd be going out to Perryville or... Yeah, she will yeah. be going to Perryville. She's wow. she's been in Perryville before. Yeah, uh, she was a, a a volunteer a long time ago with the Longside Ministries. Yeah, so you know you know with your background and and now uh, alongside ministry, uh, you've been innovative, visionary leader, d- uh, designing e- effective sl- uh, solution based programs for community problems for a long time and. Uh, I'm, I'm really, it's really good to hear you being excited about this because it is different than anything you've ever done in spite of your experience, but that experience is going to help you through and the Lord is going to help you through more than anything. Amen. <laughs> right. Yep. So, um, how can people contact you and uh, the ministry? Uh, website, just go to our website, uh, A S M alongside ministries, com. It's not .org, it's .com. So alongside, just do a search. One more time. Ministry, ASMAZ.com. Um, okay. And, and then... Uh, and yeah, that's for all, volunteering or... Yeah, all or, that all that information they need. Nice. And how to contact us further is on the website. Nice. You know, Jay Corey, I only have one more thing to say, and that is you are a rescue, rescuer. <laughs> I should get a badge or something. (laughs) God bless you. And thank you for being on the radio show. Thanks, Art. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.